Homestyle Green, episode 106. Snoopy, not the dog. This is a pretty cool technology that could benefit your home, save you from water damage, and potentially be the future of the household dashboard. Matthew Cutler-Welsh here with another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast all about inspiring people to make a better place to live. Chances are you are someone who wants to make a better place to live, whether that's your own home, uh, one that you currently own and live in and want to make better, or perhaps you're dreaming of a eco house, a sustainable house, nice healthy place. Maybe it's just an affordable house where you can bring up your family in a healthy um, environment that's going to be enriching for them and hopefully good for the planet as well. That's what we're all about here. And to help us get that message out, we are proudly sponsored by Nudora, which is a great system if you're looking at doing a new build. It's an insulated concrete form, which basically is a big polystyrene Lego blocks that you stack up and then fill up with concrete. So it gives you excellent thermal properties, excellent soundproofing, and it's also a very quick and cost-effective way of building. It's also very strong too. And resilience is something that is probably top of mind for a lot of people these days. And also, I'd like to thank Proclima, who have recently come on board to sponsor the show. Proclima's a fantastic range of products, and you really do want to be looking at their... Uh, Intello and some of the other products that they have for getting good air tightness in your building because air tightness is critical for good home performance. So you can check those them out, proclimate.co.nz or proclimate.com. Now on today's show, we've got a very special guest all the way from America, Jeremy Jake, who is the CEO of Snoopy Technologies. And I'll let Jeremy explain what that's all about. Well, I'm very privileged to have Jeremy Jake on the show this week from Snoopy. Is it Snoopy? Well, yes, unless uh, Charles Schultz Estate calls us, in which case it's Snuppy. Snuppy. <laughs> I see. I see. But most people would probably just know you by um, Wally, because that's what you're, you're marketing at the moment, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's the that's the consumer product that we sell. It's built on top of a platform that uh, is, goes by the acronym Snoopy, which is a sensor network utilizing power line infrastructure. So it's an acronym. That's the underlying technology. The consumer product that's built on top of that is called Wally. Wally well, Home. Wally's much easier to remember. Yes. <laughs> so tell us how Wally came about. So. Uh, it, it came about, it started in a research lab with two of my uh, co-founders, um, first at the, uh, at Georgia Tech in uh, Alabama, and, um, sorry, in Georgia, and um, uh, these two guys were part of a project there called uh, the Aware Home uh, seven, eight years ago, and they were looking at uh, homes of the future and how sensors and controllers could be used in a research context and they actually built a house and they had people come in and live in the house and uh, would, would use them as test subjects. And uh, one of the things that they realized was a real Achilles heel for uh, wireless sensors in the house was battery life. 
Right. They did, they did some studies and they, they realized that, that, you know, if the batteries only last a year or two and you have more than a half dozen of them, uh, they start to drop off. People are not, um, not keeping them charged up. And so, so they decided to try to solve the issue of battery life. Um, and of course, with a wireless sensor, if you're going to turn down the, uh, if you're going to get battery life, you have to turn down the transmit power and then you limit the range. So they were trying to do it in a way that didn't limit the range of the uh, sensors as well. And um, it was kind of a serendipitous find, actually. One of my co-founders, uh, who's a bit of a tinkerer, he's a MacArthur genius and, and, and quite a clever guy, was uh, uh, using the electrical wiring in the house, in his office, actually, in his office building one day uh, as an antenna, uh, just to see what he could pick up. And he realized that uh, he was picking up the keystrokes from a uh, wireless keyboard uh, several hundred feet away. Wow. And he and he knew that the keyboard didn't transmit that far, so he realized that the <clears throat> the electrical wiring was picking up the signals from the keyboard and and he was able to to read it in his office several hundred feet away. And so he thought, well, why don't we use other other people have used the power lines in a building uh, for a transmission line where you have direct connection at both ends. He said he thought, why don't I use it as an antenna for wireless devices? Yeah. So uh, that's where the work started. Uh, the reason why we built Wally on top of it initially, as opposed to some other product, is that a lot of the early work in this area was supported by uh, insurance companies because they were uh, trying to yeah. solve the biggest issue that homeowners have. Their biggest claim category is water, water damage, freezing, and mold. And uh, they were looking for technology that would would um, mitigate that that risk, and so uh, they kind of glommed onto this. There are some particular advantages for the Snoopy technology for that class of detectors, namely, if you're looking for water leaks uh, and mold, you're tending to put your sensors underneath uh, appliances and in crawl spaces and attics and places that are relatively inaccessible. So it's, it makes it more difficult to change the batteries. Uh, so battery life is super important. Plus, uh, most wireless technologies actually won't work underneath a large appliance because the metal box blocks the signal. Whereas with the Snoopy technology, it, it, it's fine because there's electrical wiring going into the metal box and, and uh, that's part of our antenna. So we don't have any trouble with that. So that's why we focused initially on on the um, uh, we focused Wally on uh, water uh, damage, freezing, and mold as our first application of the Snoopy technology. Now, when you said insurance companies, I immediately thought intruders, and and that's where a lot of home automation seems to get a foot in the door, so to speak, yeah. uh, is selling it as a monitoring system for checking if there are people moving around that shouldn't be moving around or, or windows opening that shouldn't be opening. But that's fascinating that you did. So you spoke to insurance companies and they said that the top three areas of claims were water damage, freezing and mold in houses. Well, they lumped that together as a single category. That is uh, the single largest category it's certainly much more than fire or or burglary and by the way those those happen with much less frequency uh, water damage is, is actually a fairly frequent occurrence it's not always as devastating as fire 
but it's uh, it's certainly um, much easier to catch early because because most leaks tend to be kind of slow drips that that uh, destroy flooring or create mold and that kind of stuff. So if you catch it early, you can you can really completely mitigate it. Whereas a burglary is over per- fairly quickly, and a fire is over fairly quickly too. So it's yeah, a, it's a right. It's a good uh, category to to use uh, sensor technology to to actually help you with. Um, it's, yeah. uh, I mean, that's from a home performance point of view. That's actually really good news because I tend to think of insurance companies as as where the money is, and these problems, water damage and mold, are the the things that we're interested in for health reasons for for home uh, performance. And if if that's something that insurance companies are are interested in, then something like Wally is just a fantastic connection of those that problem and solution. Yes, it is. It, it's it's something that uh, uh, the insurance companies I think will ultimately end up encouraging people to install. You know, whether it's Wally or some other water detection technology, um, it's it's a natural for them to incent, just like they incent the burglar alarms today. It's it's a bigger win for them than the burglar alarms uh, will be or are. It will be a bigger win than the burglar alarms are today. So I I think it's 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 a matter of time. It's certainly going to happen. In the past, the technology to do leak detection uh, has been fairly expensive, and uh, yeah. in the U.S. today, uh, the, at the high end of the home insurance market, the carriers there will offer rebates and uh, reductions in insurance premiums for homes that have water detection systems in them. But those systems are very expensive. They generally require an electrician and a plumber, uh, usually integration into a, a full-blown alarm system. So they're, they're thousands of dollars, and it, it doesn't really make sense for the bulk of the homeowner market to spend that kind of money yeah. because the expected return isn't, isn't high enough. So what we when we thought about pricing this, we actually looked at, what is the expected uh, uh, payout across the U.S.? And it turns out that, <clears throat> pardon me, that the uh, the if you take all the insurance claims that are paid out for water freezing and mold across the United States and divide by the number of insured homes, you're looking at about a hundred dollars a house per year. So with a two, three hundred, you know, two or three hundred across product, all the houses of like okay. if you would average that out. Yes. Wow. So. So, you know, there's there's a, a real payback for yeah. them. It's like a two to three year payback uh, for the insurance company. So there's I'm certain that it's going to happen. We, we have an insurance company as one of our investors. Uh, I've spoken to dozens of them, not only in the U.S., but also in Canada and in Europe. And I, I'm certain this is going to happen. It's just uh, insurance companies are not the most rapid movers. Uh, no. Yeah. No, but they're big, and and if you can get a big thing moving, then you're you're sure to make uh, big progress. Yes. Before yes. I want to get into it, just paint a picture of of how the system works a little bit more detail for those that haven't come across it. But first, let's let's just go back to to your journey because you you've been immersed in tech, on the technology side, and and you've done work with Microsoft and and some other big players at a at a management level. Is that is that correct? And, and a st- strategic level. Yeah, so uh, I I did a couple of startup companies, and one of them I sold to Microsoft. And at the conclusion of that sale, I was uh, an executive at Microsoft for a while, but it really wasn't my cup of tea. Right. 
So how, what made you interested in, in homes? Um, you know, it was a bit serendipitous. I, I, I've always been a software guy. This is the first time I've been involved in a consumer electronics product. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I was looking around for um, a, a, something new to do. And uh, I actually took office space at the University of Washington in their computer science building and uh, was was poking around there to see what people were up to and also uh, acting as a, a bit of a, a coach, I guess, for some of the people there who are thinking about commercializing their technology. Right. And I thought I was probably going to do something that was mobile plus plus cloud. Um, but I couldn't find anything where I really felt like there was a sustainable uh, differentiation. And I, I came to the conclusion that the only way to really do that would be to tie uh, a mobile plus web uh, product to a piece of proprietary hardware. Right. And I just happened to be uh, invited to a dinner to honor one of the guys who turned out being my co-founder in this company for when he received his MacArthur Genius Grant, the department there uh, threw a dinner to celebrate that. And we toured his lab and uh, he, he's got a bunch of different things going on in there. But one of them was Snoopy. And uh, uh, actually, my, my wife was with me and, and she I met her because she's an entrepreneur and I actually met her as an investor in one of, in one of her companies. And uh, she'd always done hardware products in the past. And so she gave me a sharp elbow to the ribs and said, why aren't you working with him? And I said, well, I can't, I didn't have a good answer. So I started talking to him and the next thing you know, we, we, we started this company. So that was a nice, as you say, serendipitous situation where you had the time and resources available and happened to bump into, I guess it's not every day that people bump into a, a bona fide genius. No, that's right. No, it was, it was, well, it's a lot of, uh, stuff happens when uh, there's sort of a bit of random mixing, right? And yeah. the environment in Seattle is pretty good for that. Yeah, there's, true. You know, the yeah. university is really good and there's you know, Microsoft and uh, Amazon and, and uh, you know, Facebook is up here, Google's up here. There's a lot of, lot of companies here. So there's a lot of places that you can bump into people. And is there a focus on sustainability? Yeah, I would say there is, yes. Yeah, the Northwest has always had that, that ethos, I guess. Which is so exciting when you think about the resources again, but also the um, intellect and the the networking that goes on, and and getting all those people and minds together to solve some of those big problems. That's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, there's a there's an event that occurs every year up here, which is uh, fascinating. It's um, it's called the Environmental Challenge. Uh, it's sponsored by the University of Washington. I think it's the business school that actually runs it. Uh, but it's it's open to any teams that want to uh, participate, and they take a a large uh, uh, space, a large hall uh, downtown Seattle, and um, draw a couple hundred teams who bring in all sorts of interesting, um, whether devices, devices, services, whatever. But they're all environmentally focused, and it's quite an interesting show. And then they judge it and and give prizes, cash prizes. Excellent. Now let's uh, let's um, go into the details. For those that haven't yet come across Wally, how how do you describe it in a, a sort of twenty words or less? Uh, it's a it's a water leak detection uh, uh, system, wireless sensors, 
that alert you if there is a leak or temperatures or humidity out of range in, in the location where you sense, where you put your sensors. And for one of those, for a house that hasn't yet had an insurance claim to that effect, why would they care about any of that? Um, so it, it's, it's interesting. This is an insurance kind of sale, which means that it's not, it's not cool. It's not the kind of thing that you show off to all your friends necessarily. It doesn't make flashy lights or noises or anything cool like that. It's, it's kind of boring in a sense. It's kind of like insurance. So <laughs> yeah. for the same reason that, that, you know, people are not always so eager to, to go buy health insurance in the U.S. We have, you know, we have to go buy it, uh, or, or to buy an extended warranty on something. It's, it's important that, that we catch people at a time when they're thinking about protecting their home. So, so it's it's hard to just reach out to somebody randomly and and convince them that they ought to install a system like this because they'll almost always say yes, but it, it won't rise to the top of mind. So the real trick for us is to try to attach the uh, sale of a Wally Home system to uh, to some other transaction when the when the homeowner is thinking about protecting their home. And that could be an insurance policy renewal, especially if there's some incentives provided by the insurance company. Yep. It could be a, a remodel or, or some kind of new construction. You put a new floor down, a wood floor in your kitchen, and you decide, gosh, you know, for 300 bucks, I can protect it against leaking sinks and refrigerators. Um, you know, so, so I think of it as kind of an attachment sale. And uh, even though we sell direct to consumers today, it's actually a fairly inefficient way of, of selling this product. And, and I think that ultimately the, the efficient way to sell this product is going to be to sell it with the help of insurance companies, uh, home remodelers, uh, um, you know, people who do maintenance activities on homes, that, that sort of thing, appliance sales, uh, flooring sales, things like that, where people are uh, spending money on their home and then thinking about how they protect it. Is there a model there for um, a service rather than a product? So someone someone just pays for their house, kind of like an, an alarm system, where they don't really care. They're not buying the equipment; they're buying the service to to be monitored. There are home maintenance services. Um, uh, I don't know how, if they're in, uh, in worldwide, but certainly in the U.S., yep. there's, there's home maintenance services. Uh, we've had conversations with them about. Uh, uh, using our sensors as part of their service, it means they have more information about the home and they, they have to spend less time physically inspecting homes. Uh, and it becomes more of a proactive approach rather than a reactive approach. It, it's less in, about insurance and more about um, avoidance of problems. Yeah. Um, so we, we certainly see that. And there's a, I, I think, frankly, if you think about the insurance industry, the home insurance industry as a whole, and how that's going to look uh, going forward, uh, I think home insurance is going to morph in that direction anyway. Um, just because if you as if you think about what's happened with cars, as, as cars have gotten more modern, they've had more safety features. Accident rates have actually gone down. Uh, premiums have gone down, and uh, it's it's harder and harder for insurance companies who are insuring cars to to get the kind of growth they need. 
Um, and the same thing is going to happen with homes. As homes get more sensors in them, uh, there'll be less surprises, expensive surprises. Uh, rates will come down, and it'll be hard for home insurers to to continue to grow uh, on that shrinking base. And so, I think I think home insurers are going to end up going the direction of of kind of morphing towards a combination of insurance plus maintenance. And um, I think ultimately the insurance companies are going to be the, the big maintenance providers. So is it definite that houses are going to get more sensors and more connected sensors in them? I, I think so. I, I think it's very early right now. And, you, you know, we're in the part of the market where uh, it takes somebody who's maybe a bit of a technology enthusiast or, or maybe has just gone through a leak event or something like that to be motivated to retrofit their house. Mm. Um, I, I think it's kind of, again, I'll go back to the car analogy. You know, lots of times you see new technology first come into cars as an aftermarket add-on. And then eventually they, they kind of move into the mainstream when they, they start being built into the yeah. cars. And I think the same thing happens, although on a much slower, slower pace with homes because homes turn over less frequently than cars. Mm. But you know, right now we're kind of in that early stage. Uh, I think there is going to be a retrofit market, but I don't think it's going to really take off until it gets integrated into new home construction. I'm glad you bring up cars as an analogy because one of the big differences that I always talk about is that cars have dashboards and houses don't. So you don't know what's going on until things like the Nest arrive on the scene, which give you a, a a bit of a dashboard about some of the metrics that and performance criteria of the home. Is that starting to, um, is that vision or is that concept starting to, to gain traction in the, in the consumer market? Um, I, I think it's early. I, I see it uh, maybe a little bit differently. I, I, I totally agree with you about the dashboard concept and we use that analogy all the time. I think the, um, the, uh, I guess I would say that dashboard of the future is going to probably be owned by the consumer electronics companies. So I would say you look at, at, at Apple, uh, Samsung, you know, maybe Amazon, uh, maybe Google, I don't know. Uh, you know, these are, these are large players that have uh, consumer electronics devices in your home already. Uh, a lot of them have great uh, displays. You know how to work the user interface. And so I think ultimately the dashboard is going to be on those devices, whether it's a tablet or a TV or a phone or whatever. Uh, uh, but the question is, you know, who's the integrator of all that content and how does it, how does it get presented? So I, I think the, I think the big companies like, like, uh, Amazon and, and Google and Apple have a, a major role to play as an integrator ultimately for, for presenting all of that data. Uh, I think each is going to try to build their own ecosystem and it's going to be a bit of a, a, a battle for a while. We're going to have another sort of, uh, Wintel versus Mac fight yeah. going on, but ultimately it is going to come down to a couple of, of big companies, I believe, and the ecosystems they create. But, but I think companies like, you know, Nest is obviously Google's play there. And, uh, uh, you know, you haven't seen anything out of Apple. It's been very interesting yet, but that, there's no question in my mind they want to own the, own the home. And I think the Amazon Echo uh, and Fire TV is a, an, an interesting start along Amazon's path. So I think that's where you're going to see the dashboard. So have you 
um, sort of put your money uh, in with Nest by networking with that? Uh, well, not exclusively. Uh, you know, it's we're at the stage in the market where um, it, I think it's a little early to put all your money on one horse. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, but they they've been early out of the gate, so we we've, we've certainly integrated with them. We're we're doing integrations with other companies as well. They yeah. just they just happen to be the first. Yeah, I can definitely see that that sort of fight for the emerging technology and we, and, and trying to pick the winner of who's going to yeah. be the dominant player there. The other big question around all of that, I guess it's part of the internet of things is people's concern about privacy and and um where that data is going. Is that ever come up when you're speaking with consumers? It does, although uh, most of the data that, that um, we are collecting is not particularly uh, interesting right now. <clears throat> Excuse mm. me, but I, I believe that will, will change over time. So, you know, we take, we take security very seriously. Yeah. We encrypt everything. Um, and, you know, our privacy policies and data use policies don't allow us to to share people's uh, data with other other people. Right. Uh, but but I absolutely think you know when you look at things like um, audio and video, there's there's a huge privacy concern. When you think about temperature and humidity and whether you have a leak or not, that's sort of less concerning. But um, there's no question that over time, as we add more sensor types, we'll have more information about what's going on in a house. And uh, privacy is is definitely going to be a concern. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, um, it's a absolute uh, pleasure to have you on on the show, Jeremy. Really appreciate your time. I know you've got to rush off. Um, where you've got a fantastic website. I mean, the Wally website is really, really user friendly. It's just wallyhome.com. Is that the best place for people to find out what it's all about? Yeah, um, most of the information is is uh, available there. Amazon.com, uh, the, the U.S. website, has has uh, some information as well. But the, the product is really only sold online right now. So so those are really the two places to go. And going forward, you, you what's the, the next step uh, after online sales? Well, we're working very hard to get our, our uh, manufacturing costs down to the point where we can afford to go into uh, retail distribution uh, we started with uh, U.S. manufacturing, uh, fairly small runs. We're still we're moving into China now. We, our product will start coming out of China. In fact, uh, it is this month starting to come out of China. So we'll be selling that product next month. That starts to bring our costs down. As we bring the volume up, we'll have more uh, margin because our our costs will be lower. So we'll we'll be able to start to to. Uh, put product out into retail distribution. So you'll start to see it more broadly distributed, but it's, it's early days for us. It's early days for the industry. Um, it's, uh, you, you have to be a bit of a pioneer right now to be, be following this stuff. Yeah. So if you are an early adopter and you want to get in on the scene, then definitely head over to uh, wallyhome.com. What's the, the minimum um, someone would need for, to get started? So we sell uh, three products. We sell uh, a kit, which is um, one of our hubs plus six sensors. That's kind of what we think is, is based on the research we did, uh, a good number for an, a typical home mm-hmm. to get a good coverage. Uh, that's uh, 300 US dollars. Um, we also sell our hubs separately at 125 and our sensors separately at $35 a piece. So sometimes people will... Will sort of roll their own, put together their own 
uh, set if they don't want six sensors. So, so you know, I mean, that's probably what you'd spend uh, if you got a plumber to come around. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really for what it does and for what it can save you. That's uh, it's a fantastic uh, entry level price. Yeah, and that was the idea. You know, again, we were trying to figure out how to price it so that it it made sense for the expected loss that yeah. uh, you have across the universe of homes. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Hey, thank you very much, uh, Jeremy. It's been um, great having you on the show, and this is just so exciting having this sort of technology. I've been aware that this is out there, but for it to be more consumer-friendly and to really be integrating with things like the Nest and, and making uh, progression towards uh, fixing some of those fundamental problems, I think it's really, really exciting. So well done, and um, good luck with uh, getting it out there more worldwide. All right. Well, thanks very much. I enjoyed talking to you. Awesome. Cheers, Jeremy. Jeremy Jake there from Snoopy Technologies and Wally Home. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to speak with a such a successful entrepreneur and great mind like Jeremy. A couple of things that really excited me about that opportunity and the future of things like Wally uh, Home in general. First of all, the household dashboard. And I admit I'm a little bit of a geek as far as this kind of thing goes. And being a, a bit of a building scientist, I'm very interested in knowing how houses and buildings in general are performing. And it's a bit strange, though, that we don't have uh, as much of a dashboard for our homes and our buildings as we do in cars. You imagine driving a car not knowing how fast you're going or how much petrol you're using or when you're about to run out of petrol. Even the temperature gauge on the, on the dashboard is such a vital instrument, yet most houses, we don't have that type of information. We don't really know what temperature it is inside the home, even if we have a, a thermostat because they're not that accurate. Um, we certainly don't really know what the humidity is and we don't know what all the other pipes and pressures and all the things that are going on. And our houses are complex machines. We just don't know what's happening. So I think things like Wally Home will be more prevalent in the future and will approach more like a dashboard. And I don't think it'll be a dashboard that sits there in one place. I think it'll be a dashboard that we carry around in our pocket on our smartphone. And uh, the second thing that excites me about that whole concept and the way that Wally Home is going to market is this concept of sustainability by stealth. Now, Jeremy and the team aren't really motivated by a sustainability issue, but they're solving or potentially solving a real problem of our housing stock around the world, which is humidity, uh, temperature variations, and the cause, how that can cause things like mould. And they have been able to um, influence those or potentially influence those by, by solving a completely different problem, which is frozen pipes, water damage, and potentially a little mould because of changes in humidity. But I think that's such a great concept of going where the money is to solve a sustainability issue. Love to know what your thoughts were on that episode. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy talking to Jeremy and uh, very inspirational stuff. Great to know that so much good stuff's happening over there in California and can't wait for technologies like that to spread around the world. 
So thank you very much for tuning in. This is Matthew Cutler-Welsh for another episode of Homestyle Green. Uh, Got some great interviews with more architects coming up. Uh, But in the meantime, go make a better place to live.